I think we're actually going to have to stop doing the Dirty Tackle podcast entirely because Brooks just said Wycombe. Did I say it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's Wickham, darling. Wickham. Wickham. This is what happens when Americans do soccer on the internet. Welcome to the Dirty Tackle Podcast. First off, apologies for the delay this week. With the holiday and the fact that the three hosts of the show have been in three different countries all week, it's been difficult to make this happen, but we're together now, and we've got a little mini-sode to hold you over until we get back to our usual nonsense at the usual time. Anyway, I'm Brooks Peck, editor of DirtyTackle.net and Howler Magazine's WhatAHowler.com, and I'm here with Ryan Bailey, who went all the way back to England for a cheeky Nando's, and Theo Messi who went all the way to Argentina to stand outside Leo Messi's wedding ceremony in the hopes of getting a selfie with him. No, no, no. Ryan, how are you? What are you wearing? What's going on? I'm terribly well, Brooks. Thank you very much for asking. My trip back to England has facilitated a superb piece of clothing for me to wear today because I'm at my mum's house right now in London. And it's got all my old shirts. Yeah, hi, mum. How are you doing? Please stay downstairs. Um, It's got all my old (laughs) shirts. uh, My old Wimbledon shirts. I'm a Wimbledon fan. And I found one which I'm wearing today, which is from the 2000-2001 season. It's the third choice kit. It is green. It is made by Puma. And the sponsor on the front is Tiny, who were a computer company back in the day. And I like having a shirt. (laughs) In fact, a small, really geeky fact about this shirt. The uh, bass player from the Bloodhound Gang used to wear this on tour because he thought it was funny that there was a shirt that had Tiny written on the front. Fact. (laughs) That's the kind of fact that you tune in the Dirty Tackle podcast for. That's great. I also love the pop collar, too. Well, it's uh, a 2001 shirt, so I've... Should probably pop the collar. It seems only right. Yeah, exactly. Theo, how about you? What's going on? How are you? What are you wearing? I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm feeling a little, little loopy, a little, a little crazy, a little Wolf sick. Near. Coming off a, coming off that red eye flight from Argentina. Messi uh, apparently snuck was the me wedding? for selfie. So, so that's disappointing. Wedding was good. <laughs> I tried to make out with his wife, and it was not happening. Oh, so he kicked me oh, out. Oh, you can't do that. Uh, that's just rude, sure. though. Um. Yeah, I'm wearing a 2014 Nike SB USA Soccer T-shirt with a Futura art design on the back. It's a lot to take in. That's Nike a lot SB, to take in. The skateboarding arm of Nike, USA, World Cup year, Futura, one of the foremost modern artists in the game. Shout out to the Iconoclast gang. This is a cool shirt. It's also a really soft material, which is the best part. Too much going on there, Theo. Too much going on. Yeah. That gave me a headache, that explanation. You have, you oh, have a God. tiny computer on your shirt and a popped <laughs> collar. Uh, if anything, I'm just, I'm just keeping up with, with the, with the trends. With a shirt from 2014. Brooks, what are you wearing this week? <laughs> I am also throwing it back. Uh, I am wearing the 2006 Italy World Cup champions shirt uh, with Reno Gattuso's name on the back, number eight. Gattuso. One of my favorite players of all time. Mm. And also a Puma shirt. And and the collar also has a weird Puma. thing going on. I feel like I'm wearing it backwards. This shirt had a very odd design where, like, the front of the collar comes up oddly and the back dips down. It's very strange. It's basically a turtleneck. Puma... 
It's very yeah. It's bizarre. Puma it's for those Italian lower neck tattoos that they have. Uh, I guess so. It's just strange. I, I yeah. it's also they grab the back of their neck. exactly. They're grabbing the back of the neck, which Theo goes on so much about. <laughs> yeah, it's just to protect yeah, to facilitate that. the neck yeah. grabbing. <laughs> it's, the tattoo is like a bullseye, and then you just grab it right there. Puma did well to have that little extra space of daylight. But once again, my shirt kind of ties into my dirty tackle of the week. So stay tuned for that. But that's another transition Damn, into synergistic Brooks. Dirty tackles of the week. Who deserves <laughs> the dirty tackle this week, guys? And this time, I'm not going to start it off. I'm going to make the uh, the tension build. So Ryan, get us going with your pop collar. All right, I'm going to let the listeners prepare for this for a second because I'm going to read out the funniest headline you've ever heard. When I opened this up and I saw it, I giggled like a tiny schoolgirl, Brooks. <clears throat> Brazilian clubs sack four players after masturbation scandal. You want that one again? Brazilian clubs <laughs> sack four players after masturbation scandal. There is a club in Brazil in the Rio Grande do Sul uh, state. They're called Club Gaucho. I think a gaucho is like a... They don't, don't they like, they're like bullfighters or something. I don't know. Maybe you know better than me. But uh, anyway... The Cowboys. Club. Cowboys. They're like cowboys. South American yeah, cowboys. Gaucho, cowboy. Precisely. Thank you. Ronaldinho. Anyway, uh, there's been uh, some very cowboyish behaviour in this team. <laughs> Basically, this is all over the internet at the moment. I've, I found the article on Ass. Uh, there's also on Deadspin. Um, <laughs> I, I like to visit my ass and you know get a good spread on Ass, as you, <laughs> as you know, uh, for this kind of story. Um, three players were caught uh, being inappropriate in the showers. They were caught because they were being filmed by a fourth player, all on the same team. And they've all lost their jobs. Uh, the president of the club uh, quoted saying, when I, hit, when I hit play on the video, which he saw, which went viral, I deleted it. I think it's disgusting. Outside business hours, <laughs> we have nothing to do with the situation. If they want to get drunk or be gay, that's their problem. What I have to answer as president is during a trip, during office hours. That's my responsibility. The club is not a keeper of morals and good manners. The only thing we have to answer to is the making of the video inside the club dressing room so where do we stand on this guys firstly where do we stand on uh, some good old-fashioned mutual masturbation between teammates uh question for you ryan did you watch the video yes i did <laughs> did you did when you hit play did you delete it simultaneously like that guy did apparently I clearly this third division club internet, does not but, uh, have <laughs> um, i'd like to think i'm probably not as homophobic <laughs> as the president of club gaucho in brazil but it wasn't yeah, I'm not sure if they had a PR department watched. at those third division Brazilian clubs. Well, for, I mean, first of all, Deadspin <laughs> has the video, so if you if you want to see it, it's it's there for you. Yeah, um, go nuts. And it was less masturbation and more a double hand job. <laughs> it, it was uh, there was definitely yeah. some interaction going on. It was more uh, like ski poles. It, yeah, there there was a little skiing in the shower, but yeah, I mean, hey. A little relief in the shower never hurt anybody. I say fair play. I say do your thing, guys. <laughs> also, by the look of it, it I... looks like it's being done kind of as a dare or something because they're all sort of giggling and then when it finishes... In jest, yeah. Yeah, and it's not... And I'd say... Let's just say I think the gentlemen involved were at half-mast at best. <laughs> Some flimsy ski poles those were. Yeah. <laughs> No full chub was involved. 
<laughs> yeah, so that's a thing, guys. Um, yeah, that happened. That happened. So yeah, well, what, what a way to kick off the seven. podcast. And that statement was real from the president, which is also a thing that happened. Yeah, but basically what we can get from this is if you thought that Chelsea were the only wankers in football, you were wrong. <laughs> oh, Ryan, Ryan, be careful, though. Dirty tackling in the shower is dangerous, and then somebody can get hurt. So just be careful. <laughs> yeah, very, very slippery when wet and sticky, too, sometimes, apparently. Good PSA. Um, so speaking of sexual behavior in the uh, in the stadium, this also ties into my dirty talk of the week. Uh, Mr. Carlo Tavecchio, the president of the Italian FA, again tying back to my shirt, the Italy shirt. Um, he had some words. So if you're not familiar with Mr. Tavecchio, he's basically the Italian stepladder. Just everything you know about stepladder also applies to Carlo Tavecchio. So at an Italian anti-mafia commission hearing, I don't know why this particular subject came up there, but it did, talking about Italy's stadiums and how they're very outdated, and for a long time they've blamed Italy's attendance problem on their old stadiums, uh, dilapidated stadiums. So Tavecchio says, there shouldn't be only football in stadiums. There should also be pharmacies, cinemas, supermarkets. We need to have more social activities. There could even be lap dancing. Now, I don't think stadiums need to be some kind of sexual shopping mall to to attract people. I mean, the football should be enough. So, Carlo Tavecchio, you're getting a dirty tackle. This is, uh, we don't need lap dancing in stadiums, I don't think. With that said, the boy Sean Francis, the offside rules on Twitter this morning, opened up American soccer Twitter with the fact that LAFC are installing a swimming pool in their stadium um, for no reason in particular, just because they can, which is pretty cool. We've seen that in other sports. Uh, you know, Arizona Diamondbacks have a pool in their stadium. Baseball team. The what now? You're right, yeah. Is that a cricket that, league? It, American cricket. Darts. Must be darts. <laughs> uh, but so St. Pauli already tried bowling. this kind of lap dancing in the stadium thing before. They they used to have stripper poles in their stadium, if I'm not mistaken. St. Pauli in Germany. And that obviously didn't go over too well. So Brooks. that was discontinued, but... I think yeah. this might be a cultural misunderstanding because I think Italians have lap dancing with everything. Have you ever seen any of their TV shows? Like, Well, Silvio Berlusconi certainly does. I'm sure he's kicking himself for not thinking of this first for Milan now that he's sold the team. Like, he missed his chance. Mm. He could have had bunga bunga parties in the stadium. He's, like, devastated. He must be heartbroken but, about like, this. But, like, if you go on YouTube, there's, like, I think it's a show called, like, Strizialum Notizia. I don't speak Italian, but it, it means strip the news. And, excellent, like, it has all the most famous Italian people go man. on it. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, but, like, <laughs> I, I remember, there's a clip, if you look it up, like, there's Fabio Capello being interviewed on this show, and he's sitting there, like, having this really yeah, stern conversation. It's, like, a political, this heavy conversation. And just next to him, there's, like, these girls half-naked dancing around poles. So th- that's how they do it in Italy. I think Ancelotti was on that show too, and he just mm. sat there, eyebrow raised, just <laughs> raised it to all a in. higher level than normal, though. Like, it's, yeah, way like up there, full masked eyebrow. Yeah, <laughs> more excited than a Brazilian footballer in the shower. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, no, no lap dancing in the stadiums. That's not necessary. Let's just make nicer stadiums, and people will come. But two stadiums, words. not. Yes, I didn't choose those words wisely. Speak for yourself, Brooks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Theo, what is your Dirty Tackle of the Week? Uh, I'm going to Dirty Tackle one of the most cringe player announcements I've seen on 
the internet in the history of the internet. Uh, Aston Villa's signing what? of one John Terry. Um, now Ryan has already... one John Terry. Is he Spanish? <laughs> he's he's uh, he added a one to his name in honor of Juan Pablo Angel's time uh... at the club. Uh, gotcha. A player that was oddly enough missing from this WhatsApp train, even though Olaf Melberg was in there and a few other people that played for Villa, uh, you know, that have been relevant in Villa fans' minds since like 2009. But anyway, so what they did was they they staged a WhatsApp conversation in video form between uh, the club's owner, uh, Steve Bruce, Doctor Tony. Yeah, Dr. Tony, uh, who apparently only speaks in percentages and emojis. Not really sure why. That wasn't explained to someone with an untrained eye like all of us that don't really follow these Well, have you ever seen his villains. Twitter account, Dr. Tony? Dr. No, Tony no. speaks in, like, riddles, in emoji yeah, riddles. Yeah, uh, it, it appears to be so. So this is yeah. authentic, at least. Well, it's very when you're a yeah. successful Asian billionaire, you can speak in riddles all day, all right? Exactly, yeah. I look forward to that day when I can be that. So anyway, this thing goes on for a minute. They go back and forth. Dr. Tony, Bruce, random club legends that are really excited that uh, Terry's now a villain. Um, yeah, it's just like the weirdest way to announce a player I've ever seen. In addition to the fact that John Terry's washed up. Um, he oh. wanted to come to MLS, and the MLS said, no, you, you can't come. You're too old and slow. <laughs> I mean, so for Aston Villa to hang their hat though. on this signing and this WhatsApp conversation is just bizarre to me but hey take your wins where you can get them i'm still gonna dirty tackle you dr tony i'm dirty tackling you for only speaking in percentages that's just <laughs> this only adds right, I'm fuel here. to my fire exactly you, you know where i'm going with this yeah. john terry has not pleased thoughts, me with his guard of honors and now this absolutely ridiculous it seems like a lot of clubs are trying to outdo each other with these ridiculous announcement videos i think roma did one recently where they did it through a fifa game uh, when Palace announced uh, Deborah as their manager, they they had like white smoke, papal smoke coming from the chimney of like, what I think was a kebab house in Croydon, which is the last chicken place shop. on it's earth. A jerk ever... Chicken shop. Yeah, well, if it's a food establishment in Croydon, do not eat there. That's the last <laughs> thing you ever want to do. Or just don't go to Croydon. Just don't go anywhere near that place. But anyway, um, yeah, this this is just. Too, too much, too much. What happened to just holding a nice shirt up and having a picture taken? Maybe with like a nylon scarf or something as well. And that's another thing, by the way, with this Terry thing. He's wearing a shirt and he's holding his shirt as well. Do one or the other. <laughs> that yeah, this is kind of the, the new, new wave. standard. Lacazette did it with yeah. Arsenal. It's like any anything you could throw the new shirt on, you're going to throw it on. They're going to start shirts doing on mannequins shirts. in the back. Dogs with the shirts and, on, everything. But it's not even like okay, if he's if he's wearing the home shirt and holding the away shirt, I can kinda understand that. But if you're wearing the same shirt that you're holding, that makes zero sense. Don't do that. I picture That's him going home friend. and going to get into bed and he takes off that jersey and there's just another one and then he just gets in, gets in the sheets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shirt inception. I don't but like one thing it. I won't dirty tackle is John Terry's singing of Stand By Me for his Astonville initiation. I don't know if you guys heard it. Bobo, you could play the clip if you want, but he's got a very nice baritone singing voice, John Terry. He pulled in the guitarist at the bar and he he belted it out. And the land is gone. And the moon is the only light you'll see. No one won't be afraid. No one won't be afraid. Just as long as you stand, stand by. So darling, darling, stand by me. Oh, stand 
suggesting for a second that he didn't rehearse that. Oh, he definitely did. He rehearsed he's, that for longer than he rehearsed his lovely little leaving speech at Stamford Bridge where he did all the dramatic pauses and everything. He's been rehearsing that in front of the mirror for weeks. So now, Ryan, okay. So John Terry signed a one-year deal with Villa. So that means after this year, he probably will retire for good and be done. Yeah. Do you Barring think any more WhatsApp have... signing conversations. <laughs> True. Do you think he will have another little guard of honor for his final retirement? Now, well, Villa are playing Millwall in their last match. Exactly. This How is what is I was about to say. Over? His last match will be <laughs> at the Den, the least welcoming uh, stadium in possibly the world. <laughs> so I don't think there's going to be any... It, and we're assuming that he's going to be playing that long into the season. There's quite a long season, the championship season. There's definitely more games in the Premier League. So, I, I, Well, he had a lot of rest last season, though. Yeah, he's not going to get a lot of rest this time around, I don't think, if he's going to be playing week in, week out. So we'll see if he even makes it to Millwall. If he does, I think the best he'll get is a sort of maybe someone spitting on the floor in front of his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to have an honor guard where Dr. Tony holds a selfie stick on Facebook Live in the middle of the pitch and just follows him around. <laughs> the selfie stick honor guard would be the next step for John Terry, I think. That, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> If you're going to get announced with a WhatsApp conversation, everything is on the table. Ugh. All right. I think that's about it for our Dirty Tackles of the Week. This week's shout out goes to Michelle Rin, who we are formally nominating to be the next president of FIFA. Gianni Infantino, watch out. Michelle's coming for you. Really? And how do we know that Michelle is that awesome? Because she's a supporter of this show. Go to patreon.com slash dirty tackle and demonstrate your awesomeness as well. Contribute at the $10 level, and you'll also get a shout-out on the show. And to sweeten the pot even more, you'll also get a Dirty Tackle t-shirt featuring our new logo. Our new red card logo, which we just unveiled last week. It's beautiful. It's great. And it was designed by DT accomplice Matt the Master Wolf, who also created the LAFC logo, so you know it's legit. These shirts are even better than Wycombe's new goalkeeper kit. So go to patreon.com slash Dirty Tackle. Check it out. We have photos there. You can see it in all its glory. Beautiful, awesome. Get on it. Well, Let's actually, it. I think we're actually going to have to stop doing the Dirty Tackle podcast entirely because Brooks just said Wycombe. Did I say it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's Wickham, darling. Wickham. Wickham. I like Wycombe. <laughs> DeBoer and Wycombe. This is De- what happens when, when Americans just do soccer on the internet and they don't hear it. Barca. I think, um, exactly. I think you thought Wycombe- Barca was Barca one time. <laughs> oh, those loungers. Yeah, they're good. Um, I think... Uh, yeah, Barca loungers, right? <laughs> was Barca a- lounge. Wycombe was actually what the Brazilian president of that club said to those players he fired. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, now I'm glad I messed that up just to set up that joke. It was all worth it. You're welcome. Oh, man. It was all worth it. Oh, Any that's fantastic. Way. Yeah, the shirts are very nice, very rare. If you've already contributed at the $10 level, you will get a shirt too. Don't worry. We're not going to just throw you guys yes, off the, that's a very off the good plank because you've got in early. All new $10 contributors as well will receive a T-shirt. Uh, your friends will think you're cooler than you actually are. Um, I know these levels sound a lot like Scientology, but it's really just for a cool football podcast. So so get in, while, get in where you fit in. Yeah, and if you go clear at the $50 level, then we'll come to your house and Theo will shoot one of these T-shirts in your face with a T-shirt cannon. Yeah. Now we are talking. Fired up. 
It's Transfermageddon time. <laughs> I want a transfer cannon. I want a transfer cannon that I can shoot transfers in your face with along with these dope t-shirts. Transfermageddon. I'm gonna get a transfer cannon and shoot you with it. What is Lukaku doing? Transfer Mageddon, gonna announce a new deal via a fake WhatsApp created by a designer. <laughs> Dr. Tony, speaking in emojis. Dr. Tony, speaking percentages. Mino Rayola, having payola. <laughs> it's Mino time. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about transfers, folks. Let's do it. Yeah, we didn't just get all Transfer aggressive for up. no reason. Let's get in the shower and do some transfers. Whoa, whoa. We're not a <laughs> bunch of ch- chupacabras or ch- Rancho Cucabungas or whatever that club was called. Rancho Cucamongas. <laughs> Gauchos. Ronaldinho Gauchos. We're not a bunch of them. We're talking transfers. We got a few big ones, mostly from the English Premier League, where they love a good transfer. Number one, Wayne Rooney. You've heard of him. He used to play for Manchester United. He currently is on the books of Manchester United. He may be going back to his first club, Everton Football Club. Now, for as long as I can remember watching the Premier League, Rooney's been on United. But there is that grainy YouTube video of him scoring a wonder strike for Everton when he was just 18 years old, I believe. Is that true, Ryan? Can you back me up on that? I can back you up on that, and I can also back you up on the... Uh, I've seen Wayne Rooney. I've actually witnessed him be good, and um, that's probably a grainy memory ah, really, for a few of you. Tell us there. more, which Granddad. Is pro- <laughs> which is... <laughs> I'm very old. I'm wearing a 2001 shirt Everton, today, okay? <laughs> Which is probably why Everton Football Club is looking to reacquire him. Uh, I think this would be cool. I want to hear that announcer go nuts about 18-year-old Wayne Rooney, say he's... 34-year-old Wayne Rooney scoring wonder strikes. Um, There was also a funny photo taken at a local McDonald's. Wayne and and his boy Kai, literally his boy, his his son, were going through the drive-thru, apparently getting ready for that Everton preseason. Yeah. Yeah, the McDonald's drive-thru. You've kind of hit the nail on the head as to why this is a bad idea, Theo, I think there. The choice of restaurant that Wayne Rooney has in his summer. We know he always comes back after every summer needing about three or four games to get in shape, but it's just getting worse and worse. Everton, apparently, they might have the £10 million fee waves they can bring him in. They could probably pay him less than half his Man United wages, so it would be very affordable for them to take him back. But what is the point? Well, that tells you all you need to know, too. I mean, that Man United is here to take him for free. Yeah, shows there aren't very high hopes for him. That, to me, it just shows that he's a burden. He's not like what player is he going to yeah. take out of that Everton team for a start? I don't see where he fits into that team anyway. He, if he goes there, he's going there to sell some shirts. That's it. Well, when Lukaku moves on, what's he going to do, with Lukaku? What's he going to do? Going to go up front? Is he? No, behave yourself. He, if at best, he's no. going to sit next to Morgan Schneidlin and pant really hard for sixty minutes before being taken <laughs> off. <laughs> Which is what he did at Man U for a little bit there. This is true. Yeah, yeah, this has also given new life to, I believe it was Phil Neville's testimonial. Whoever was the photographer there is getting insane royalties because Rooney, that was (laughs) the last time he donned the Everton shirt, and that thing is getting a true workout on the internet. Yeah, a couple of years ago, he played in Phil Neville's uh, testimonial and uh, wore the Everton kit again. And so now those pictures are gold in this transferred Everyone's Everyone's getting hot and bothered down, down the toffees. 
But going back to that McDonald's picture, so two McDonald's employees took a selfie through the drive-thru of Rooney in his car. And the look on Rooney's face, I tweeted the picture, so go to my, my Twitter, BrooksDT, to see it. The look on Rooney's face is just pure sadness. It's just awful. It's like It looks like he said, please don't do that, right before yeah. they did it. Yeah, he's like, I, I'm trying to get a transfer back to Everton. Please don't ruin this for me. And they did it anyway. Good times for Wayne. Uh, Good times for Wayne. And Kai, for that matter. Shout out to Kai. Kai. Well, yeah, shout out to Kai. That's yeah. a cool name. Um, shout out to Colleen, I guess, who's, who Kai came out of. Um, <laughs> but as Ryan mentioned, what hole will he fill? It might be a Lukaku-sized one. Donut hole. or that one but Romelu Lukaku after bagging in the goals from moving from Chelsea to Everton looks to be going back towards a bigger club in England now Mourinho's in for him at United even though he unceremoniously jettisoned him from Chelsea Uh, (laughs) Chelsea's back in for him even though they unceremoniously jettisoned them from their club Uh, guys which one is he going to is he going to stay put and hang out with Wayne tell me more nope he's not staying put He's definitely on the move, but this is very complicated. So, okay, first of all, this whole deal, again, shows Jose Mourinho's genius. So he's the one who sold Lukaku at Chelsea to Everton. And it's now being reported that he also insisted that Chelsea not include a buyback clause. So thinking ahead, Jose, he knew he'd be at Man United eventually, and he knew that having that buyback clause would thwart his efforts to get him at United. Mm. So the mastery at work. Meanwhile, at Chelsea, it seems like there's a split opinion there. So it sounds like Michael Emen is it Emanolo? Emanolo. Emanolo. Uh executive at Chelsea. He's the one who wants Lukaku back, but Antonio Conte not so much. So maybe Conte is kind of happy to see uh Mourinho taking him off his hands there. But there's a lot going on. and I think he'll probably go to United and his, his buddy Pogba, who's been training with at UCLA this summer, mm. having some fun on Instagram. I think they could team up, and I think that'd be fun. Well, we all know who's pulling the strings on this deal. It's our favorite semi-shirt-wearing Mino! Super yeah. agent Mino! Oh, he's, he's just the best, isn't he? He's not content with making 41 million. It's the Mino Mourinho connection. He needs to juggle one of his clients, Lukaku, between two of the Premier League's biggest clubs as well to try and jack up that fee as well. By the time listeners are exactly. listening to this, by the way, it might have been settled and Mino might have made another 41 million pounds for all we know. But wow, does that guy know how to make bank out of these clubs? He's going to jack that up to 50%. <laughs> Mino's the king, bro. He's. He's killing it. And Mourinho is his accomplice. The Mino-Mourinho connection pipeline has been producing transfers like this for at least two years. Um, Pogba, Ibrahimovic, Mkhitaryan, and now Lukaku. And you know it's true because Mourinho is a Mendes guy. Lukaku and Pogba are hanging out. Yeah, but you know what? These agents, man, they they all smoke cigars together. They all dine together on fine wine together. I reckon so th- they're all in it together. My, my question is, at what point does Mino get like a seat on the bench and start making decisions? When he's got more than half the team on his books, <laughs> is that when? I think he's going to buy United. He's going to buy a club and run it himself. <laughs> all his own clients. Make 100%. Is this like a pyramid I would scheme? buy a season membership some, to Mino's club. It is, for sure. He's yes. Eventually buy the Mino club. and Zlatan are running a pyramid scheme. <laughs> 
So Mino is undoubtedly a god in, in all of our minds at this point. He's he's the best the best he's person the man, in yeah. football. He wins all the time. He never loses. Sure. If he can find a way to get Balotelli on Man United, I will drop everything. I will drop the <laughs> podcast and just go be a devout follower of Mino full time. <laughs> the Church of Mino. Yeah. Maybe that's the next <laughs> level for modern modern soccer is to start being fans of uh, players who belong to a particular agent. It could be the Mendes yeah. Mino derby. Oh, 100%. No, no, no. I, I'm a, yeah, I'm a fan of the agent. I'm a Mino supporter first. <laughs> Mino United. Else comes after. Exactly. Mino doesn't lose. It's it's the most fulfilling fandom I have. <laughs> it just brings me joy every week. He's always in the news. He's always balling. He's always making money. I love it. That's that's a good point. That could be I think you might be onto something, Ryan. That could Here's be a boring Mino-less transfer. Lacazette finally made his move to Arsenal. Uh seems like it was Years and years in the in the making. Uh, it's a French thing. Wenger and him. Uh, he also had one of these pictures where he was wearing a shirt, holding a shirt. Uh, the same shirt. W- yeah, yeah. The same exact not, shirt. Not just not just not just wearing a shirt and holding a shirt. No, no, no. But going back to my point of like ho- wearing the home and holding the away. He's wearing the home and ho- holding the home. Right. As as is protocol these days. Do we think he's going to be able to bang in the goals with his meaty French forehead like Olivier Giroud? <laughs> I, I, this is a transfer I genuinely don't understand. It's like Wenger sat there and went, hmm, the Arsenal fans are unhappy with the French striker who is average at best. I know, I'll get another one who is slightly more average than Olivier Giroud <laughs> and I'll pay lots of money for him. That's my Wenger impression. Don't don't mock it. Thank you very much. But, yeah, um, that was very For bad. me, like, you know, Giroud gets the nod in the French team over Lacazette more often than not. He's got more Premier League experience and there's a lot of stats that suggest he's better than Lacazette. So why did they buy him? And why would they spend that much money on him when like a couple seasons ago they would only drop like one pound over Luis Suarez's, uh, you know, his break, his break up clause. What, well, what do you call it? A clause. Well, I can reveal why they, they did it. Because they've been after him for a solid decade. I mean, every summer, every transfer window... You hear Ar- uh, Lacazette to Arsenal rumors every so, single year. For like is this just OCD? Yes. So th- this this is Wenger proving that he could follow through. <laughs> he he finally made it happen. He's saying, "See, you wanted him for a decade. You got him now. No more complaints. Shut up, Wenger. In let's do this. It serves no purpose. He can follow other than- through something those gauchos could not." <laughs> hey. Yeah, he can finish. It takes him ten years, but he can finish. <laughs> hey, maybe if the freaking owner gave him a little more time in the showers. Uh, no, but honestly, I think you know back when these rumors started, give or take a decade ago, Lacazette was f- fancied to be you know the next big French striker after Thierry Henry, and and now yeah. he's he's, yeah, he's, that he's just not. He's just not. But. <laughs> Wenger's just still operating like he is. And he's like, fuck it. We're going to do it anyways. We're going to smash the club transfer record. Let's see if we can catch magic in a bottle. Yeah, it, it only makes sense in the context of a decade ago. That's it. Yeah. Don't don't like it. Disapprove. Not rubber stamped. No. Dumb transfer. Brooks, you read about Chelsea sometimes. Is Murata going to be uh, a blue? Yeah, so I feel bad for Alvaro Morata. Um, so he's at Real Madrid, you know, not getting too much love there, and he wants to he wants to move. So now he thought he was all set for a Man United move. It was all but done. I think his his wife was following them on Instagram. It was 
Done deal. I mean, what more do you need? So he knows life. Exactly. That's it. So then Lukaku comes in and steals his thunder. Now all of a sudden it's all about Lukaku. And he's like, whoa, hey guys, what about me? So now they're saying like Chelsea might pick up Murata because they were left in the dust by Lukaku too. And this could be like some kind of second place, meeting second place in the in the Lukaku deal. But it's sad. You know, this guy thought he was he was, you know, had this move set and now he's all confused. He doesn't know what's going on. Aw, poor guy. Yeah. Yeah, poor Alvaro. Well, what, what I don't no, get about tough. this it's one really is... tough for him. I feel I'm so not, bad. I'm not actually convinced this is a silver medal uh, if he does end up going to Chelsea because he's got better stats. 15 goals in 14 appearances last season. Lukaku generally scores every other game. So, you know, he's better. And also... But, but again, a... do you think Morata would translate I, I, I reckon to he's better as well. Well, what Man United could do is get Morata as well and play him off of Lukaku. You remember a lot, little while ago... All. We were talking about having Lukaku and Griezmann playing off him. Murata could do that same job. Bang it. You yeah. Know, do it. Do it. Get him both. Spend tons of money. Why not? Well, this is the question. Is is Murata a Rayola guy? Because if he's not, then it's a no deal. Uh, yes, a good point. He's, uh, his agent is uh, Juanma Lopez Yeguelo Rodriguez. I that's, didn't make that That's up. not Mino, so I don't like that guy. Don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Theo, any You're not a Raiola guy. A Raiola guy is you. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. Sure, yeah. Go back to bed, Theo. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Theo. <laughs> that, that red eye from Argentina really, really messed you up pretty good. <laughs> wow. Okay. Raiola rules, man. They don't make sense. They just make money. <laughs> they just make dollars and euros. No sense. <laughs> so the last one... Mr. Gary Bale, once again, Real Madrid boy, kind of on shaky ground there. Is he also going to Not like Craig Shakey, who's got the nicest tan in football right now. <laughs> Mr. Craig Shakespeare? Yeah, he's got an unreal tan. Have you seen it on Twitter? No, Leicester manager Craig Shakespeare, he's tanning. Yeah, he looks like he was definitely in Ibiza, and now he's like leather-bound and ready for preseason. Nice. Yeah, he's at those, those Paris Hilton nightclub sessions. Oh, yeah, you know. He's been clubbing with Sam Allardyce. Here's the thing with this Gary Bale to Man United transfer. It, that's another one that's been rumored for between four to five years. Yeah. It, the, the rules of transfer again are as follows. Number one rule, Mino is in charge. Number two Mino rule, is the man. all transfers that matter need to be constituted by the following clubs, Manchester United and Real Madrid. <laughs> and Chelsea sometimes. That's I hear the sirens in the two. background. That's because they're coming for me, you know, because he's got all the, the money. The transfer is popping. It's, it's like the sirens, sirens are really off. struggling to get going. It's just keep, it keeps trying it really to get is. there. Yeah, it's like uh, a Brazilian in the shower. It's crying for it's help, help like, like the listeners of this episode. <laughs> it, is, it is jerkier than a Club Gout Show Twitter video. Oh, God. My oh. God. Oh, let's get back to Mr. Bale. <laughs> Can't get Theo. off the gauchos. Theo, save us. <laughs> save us, Theo. Did you catch that one? That was a good one. No, you I can't didn't. Get I off didn't. the gauchos. Come on. That's oh. good. Get it? This like, is get awful. Off? Um, uh, no, I'm done. Those, those are the rules. Yeah, <laughs> That's all just, I have to say. We're just setting rules and leaving it with the rules. <laughs> well, here's yeah. the thing. I, I mean, is he going to go? Is he not going to go? I don't know, but it's going to no, fall within those going. rules no, that he's I just not. mentioned. The answer is no. 
This is this is one of those Lacazette type deals where it'll be rumored for a decade. Then when he's thirty five, he'll go there <laughs> and uh, pull Wayne Rooney. S- special mention to the um, the second arm of the Mino Mourinho connection, Jose Mourinho. He is out here just over the course of years insulting players, discarding players, bringing them back like like there's no tomorrow. I like that he doesn't have emotions. I think it's a great quality for him to have as a football manager, especially in a market like this. And he just doesn't give a fuck, and I respect that. Yeah, so when he sold Lukaku, the word was that Lukaku was, like, devastated. He hated Mourinho for this. Um, and now he's like, okay, let's, let's you know, do it again. Let's go back to it. Paul Pogba smoothing things yeah, over. why not? Mm-hmm. But the fact is with this Gareth Bale thing is, like, he's in Madrid. He's, he's in the sun. He's, he's, he can have that metrosexual, lovely man bun haircut unencumbered uh, on, on the continent. And he's earning... £600,000 a week before tax, which in Madrid is £600,000 a week. So <laughs> why would you ever want to come back to Manchester well, after that? maybe he wants to flee the country before the tax authorities catch on to him and uh, put him in jail like his teammates. And, as we've discussed on this pod before, that beautiful man bun that you just mentioned isn't very strong. It's very wispy, and there's a bald spot up there. So the sun might be hitting it True. too hard. It might be getting flaky up there. He's got to preserve what he's got left. Otherwise, the brand will fail. All right, that'll do it for this portion of our mini-sode. If you're down for extra time, we'll see you there for some Confederations Cup and Gold Cup talk. If not, thank you so much for listening. And go to patreon.com slash tackle and get with it. Get on extra time at those t-shirts. They're awesome. Thanks to Bobo Martino for working on the weekend to make this happen. Hit us up at dirtytackle at gmail.com. On social media, we're at Dirty Tackle on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And on Twitter, I am at BrooksDT. Ryan, what is your Twitter handle? Uh, it is at Club Gaucho. You got any videos to send me from the shower? <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> that is an age-restricted Twitter account. <laughs> Adults only. I accept all uh, entries. Keepholes welcome. <laughs> Theo, what is yours? My Twitter handle is at TheoMessyDT. If you can believe it, we're going to keep going. We're sweating. We're wheezing. But we're doing it for you. Carry on. Keeping it going. Mm. All right. Get, get the magic spray. Bring on extra time. Mino, rub my calves. <laughs> Mino, rub my calves with money. <laughs> money massage. Bye, then. Bye. Bye.